0: The Mandalorian's Explosion Network's after-show breaking down, discussing and reviewing each episode of the Disney Plus original series, The Mandalorian. My name is Dylan Blight. Joining me, Ashley Hobley.
1: Hey Dylan, excited to be here to talk about the best two villains in Star Wars this year.
0: Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> and Paul Adam Pauli, yep. Uh, for, for Before we jump into the episode, I do want to give video viewers a heads up. That I wore my brand new YeeTle shirt and then didn't think it through. Uh, YeeTle's green. I have a green screen. I, I I feel obligated to point that out. So YeeTle is now brown. <laughs> I mean,
1: now that now that we're on the air and I think about it, you could have just taken the green screen down.
0: No, because my room's a mess behind me. So I mean, that's the, that's the secret of old green screen.
1: Which one is more important? Your messy room or
0: or YeeTle looking proper? It's fine. It's part of the joke now. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so this is the last episode of The Mandalorians and also The Mandalorian. There you go. That was a sentence. Yeah. Uh, the synopsis I wrote down for this week's episode. The Mando and crew attempt to survive the onslaught of Moff Gideon and his troopers. They managed to survive thanks to IG-11 who sacrifices himself. And the series ends with the Mando heading off to find Yutl's home and the reveal that Moff Gideon has the Darksaber. What the fuck? We'll get to that in quite a moment, of course. The episode is Chapter 8, Redemption, directed by Taika Waititi. And written by John Favreau. So, Ashley Hodley, what were your overall thoughts on this week's episode? Any standout moments to stick out to you? How do you feel about the series wrapping up as a whole as well, I guess? Yeah, I really enjoyed
1: it. Obviously, uh, strong opening. Very with TD opening with the uh, two scout troopers you know, having the conversation. They got theirs, which I'm very happy about. Yep. Um, and then, you know, it was a, it, there's a lot of action, a lot of fun. Uh, we got a bit more Mandalorian history. We saw his face. Uh, we got buff looking R2-D2.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> <drawing>. weird. That <Yeah. laughs> was
1: a weird. Uh, and then we got that reveal at the ends, which had barely any significance to me until my brother who was watching at the same time who'd watched uh, Rebels uh, explained why that was such a big deal.
0: Yeah, so I got a, th- this episode, I've, I feel like this episode in a lot of ways explained, and I've been feeling this way recently just because of recent Star Wars things anyway. I'm like, what kind of Star Wars fan am I? I'm going to be honest and feel like th- the stuff that gets me excited, like Easter eggy and like random stuff happening is always shit that's to do with extended universe stuff, which I, which I count the animated shows as extended universe stuff, right? That's the stuff that has me super excited. I go on Twitter and people are getting super excited about the real, I would say, mad joke of the stormtroopers missing the fucking shots over and over. Because that's obviously like. We'll get to that. I have a theory about. What? You have a theory about what was a. My theory is
1: their equipment is shit. And that's why they work (laughs) this.
0: They're the shit. They're, they're, it was just a joke. It was literally just a joke. But well, what, he just shakes this. Sk- he shakes the blaster. It's like yeah, he's like, oh, it's, it's like, oh, my shoelaces. What's more likely?
1: Every single stormtrooper is a shit shot, or the equipment is all terrible.
0: They're all got po- improperly trained. Um, is likely. I, I I don't think it even says anything. I think it was just a joke for joke's sake. Is that it whole was. scene was one big joke. So, um, but but um, my point was that I feel like. Like, a lot of people were, like, for whatever reason, finding that hilarious. And that was, like, a standout moment for some reason. And then I'm, like, over here losing my shit about Darkseid. Like I say, this episode, easily my favorite of the series. I was, like, it was just from start to finish, the action, uh, the banter between everyone, the the amount of moments that uh, had me, like, sitting on the edge of my seat. And then the reveal at the end, which literally had me being, like, like, that was my one, like, Oh, shit moment, I guess, as a massive yeah. uh, Clone Wars and Rebels fan, obviously. So this is easily my, my favorite episode. Um, Taika Waititi did a very good job with bringing it home, I guess. And I, the other yeah. thing is, I guess, like for a series altogether obviously listening to this we've had like some episodes i don't know what my full ranking would be i can't be fucked we're, we're, we're yeah. not really doing it we're, i can't be bothered doing that but like th- this is up there and then obviously it's like episode three i guess or, and then four, yeah. four six something i don't know whatever it is but a lot of people i've also seen it being like well why couldn't the whole series be, be like this And i feel like there's a a group that like very much feel like they're like they loved episodes like one two three and then seven, eight. Yeah. And then all the older ones in between, they're like, that was all filler. It was all shit. But, which I find silly because I'm like, how can you watch the last couple episodes and not realize that how, like, he literally meets the crew that is then in the finale over well, those quote unquote filler
1: episodes. Cara Dune is the only one he meets during those episodes. And Quill?
0: Episode two? No, he met him episode comes two, back. which he
1: said yeah. was a good episode.
0: He comes back. And then there's Cara Dune. Yeah. And then there's the character building. That makes sense. So you, you said one, a, two, and
1: three, seven and eight are yeah. the ones that people think is good because that's the story.
0: Yeah, and every and everyone says four, five, and six is filler. Four's definitely not filler. We need Karadoon, right? Yes. So then everyone I get uh, uh, everyone's saying five and six is filler. But five yeah, look, five I think is the weakest link. And I think five is the weakest link. Which and one is not, five again? Uh Tatooine.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Tata, I mean that we... could have implications,
0: yeah, potentially. I mean, and we and we talked about that obviously in the episode, and I'm still going to put it in that bottle simply because I have experience with Dave Filoni produced shows before, and the reveal at the end of that episode, as far as this show this season wrapped, we haven't seen why that was relevant. Okay, so yeah. and you could be like, oh, but obviously it was Moff Gideon because they didn't come back to it. No, 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 no. As I said, when we talked about the stupid space whales from Rebels, that took an entire season or two later to come back to. I don't think
1: that... It doesn't make sense that it would be Moff Gideon.
0: No. At the time, I said it was because I thought they were just going to wrap it up next week and and show it was him or something like that. But no, they left it dangling. Yeah, but now we've seen the whole series and they're still left it dangling. I'm saying that's going to come back in the future. And that was relevant as a future thing. That whole Tatooine episode just seems really weird, but hopefully by the time we look at it like a year from now or whatever, we'll be like, oh, that 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 this character she's back, um, um, and then also I think that I really like the the prison ship episode. Obviously, like yeah. just as a general adventure, I really like that episode. But then at the same at the same time, I'm like that episode does the most to show you that the Mando isn't. The same person that they all think he is. He to was. show that he's changed. Which, I'm like, that's important. It's not filler. That's yeah. character.
1: He gives backstory as well. You yeah. kind of get an understanding around with the crew for a yeah. period of time. Um, And you saw, that's probably the episode where he gets to be the most badass, probably. Arguably.
0: Yeah, kicks all those uh, droids' asses and, and, and stuff. And
1: takes, takes all the people out, one by one.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So,
1: I don't so, know. Like I said, if it doesn't pertain to the A-plot, I don't think people- I think some people struggle with that. Yeah. Especially now. I don't know. Yeah. It's so weird. Why... Those type of episodes are, like, sometimes the most important. They're, like, character-building episodes. Yeah. It's episodes like that that make you care about the characters. Exactly. So, Exactly. Because... If you just want to hear a story, cool. But if you want to, like, fall in love with the show, you need those kind of episodes, I think.
0: Yeah. I don't know what shows... Like... I understand if people want something like Watchmen or whatever that's just like a very long thing or like Stranger Things or isn't whatever. Even
1: that had episodes that you would say that I doesn't really feel like. Yeah, <laughs> I opinion. know, but they're, they're in that like, they're all side tangenty rather yeah. than direct. Yeah. You know?
0: They're, but I feel like they're more directly like, this is important, whereas the Mando, like subtly explaining character beats, isn't in your face like, this is important. You know, it's more like, You should be paying attention. They're literally talking about his past and how he's saying how he used to kill everyone with our second thought, And then the episode ends with him not killing everyone. It's a character story. (laughs) Who'd have thought? What the fuck? Like, I don't know. I I think think it's, yeah. I think the eight episode run
1: doesn't help either, Mm. you know,
0: but it's fucking eight episodes. They're not, they're not writing Phil for Phil's sake. You know, it's eight episodes because it's eight episodes. They could have done 10 episodes and had two episodes of filler, but it's eight episodes because that's I mean, what he wanted to yeah. write. I, 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 I don't I think mean, he was if forced. If you want, it
1: could just be five episodes. Yeah. I mean, but we got an extra three episodes of good Mandalorian content.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's not filler? Like, what are you... I, I don't know. Anyway, let's let's get into this week's actual episode. Um, the, the final ruling on that is nothing's filler in the show. So, get over it. Uh, so the, e- <laughs> the episode starts <laughs> with what was talked about. Uh, the scouts... Right, racing back on their bikes after we saw them pick up Yeetle last uh at the end of last week's episode, obviously. Uh Yeetle's in a bag. We in the credits, it's we find out that these two are voiced by Adam Poli and uh Jason Sudeikis. So we and we're
1: sure they're not they weren't there on the day they weren't acting?
0: It said voiced. So Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I I I think it was off people, yeah. Which I I mean, that's a lot of this show. We 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 know that Pedro Pascal isn't in the suit. Like the time, the time, either. Yeah. So it's just kind yeah, of. Didn't
1: the- Bryce Deller Howard came out and said he she didn't work with Pedro Him, and Pascal in her episode? Yeah, yeah.
0: So he just does the voice for my for the majority of it and whatever else. So that's the way the show's going. I don't. I don't he really.
1: He's definitely mind. in the suit. One, there, one seen in this
0: episode. <laughs> yeah. No, we we know he's in it, but it, it yeah, definitely seems me, like he was in yeah. it for like fifty percent. But he's doing the voice. Yeah. But like, it's Star Wars and. Literally one of Star Wars' most prominent characters isn't in the fucking suit that he voices. I'm talking about Darth Vader, and no one has a problem with that. You know what I mean? Mm. David Prowse is in the suit. He voiced the character in the original Star Wars movie. George Lucas then voiced over him, never told him, and then he got really shitty later. That is the history of, of, of Star Wars. I mean, you find you that find behind the like scenes kinds of shitty stuff you want. Yeah, you find behind the scenes footage of. <laughs> of him be like going out there you know like it sounds ridiculous it's so different than all the the Chewbacca stuff like on set i guess you know original time they're, they're recording they don't know they're going to dub over Chewbacca later with chewy sounds and Peter Mayhew's going to do some of them but like it's also some of its special effects like uh yeah. reverby type stuff Sound happening effect, or whatever yeah. else but on set he's like hey Han mate can you pass me the bloody and stuff like this i mean it's it's star wars history to have actors there and not there and voiceover so yeah whatever it's not the nothing to worry about everyone we can all calm down um so they're they're racing back and they pull up like 100 yards whatever i don't know from the the opening gate to the, the, the city and they call in and they're like we want confirmation that it's okay for us to enter the uh the town and uh they s- he gets a call back from a captain or whoever i guess saying that no not yet uh moff gideon's just shot someone for interrupting him so straight away you're like moff gideon's a, fucking a dick dick i mean he's just killing people for business. off uh yeah. and but so quickly forget about moff gideon because straight away jason sudeikis's voice trooper starts whacking yeetle on the head for moving around and whatever else um, worse villain
1: than palpatine
0: <laughs> more evil than palpatine more interesting than Palpatine. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> that was my one strike. I was trying not to... I'm not having... I'm, not trying, I'm leaving the show. I'm not having it. Um, mm-hmm. they, they have a <laughs> bit of banter back and forth and whatever else. There. The other one really wants to see Yeecho and it's like, no, you can't see it. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, I would too. I'd be like, what the fuck did we just pick up? Um... They then have this the shooting thing we was talking about before, where the one, after he gets told he can't look at it, decides he'll just try and shoot at something on the ground. He misses about 10 times. Then the other one pulls out the gun and shoots about 10 times, which, as far as I'm concerned... Faulty is just, equipment. It's just a joke. It is just a joke.
1: I know it's just a joke, but if you want to play
0: it serious... Yeah, I, I think it's a bad joke, though. Like, I, I think... It's I, a fan I, service per- joke. I, yes. I personally... I mean, it, he, let me rule this so in case people start getting annoyed at me, like, oh, you don't have any human left on. It didn't annoy me watching it, right? I'm not saying it annoyed yep. me watching it or anything like that. It just didn't make me laugh because I think I personally are at the stage where this type of Star Wars fan fanservicey jokes don't work for me anymore. Because they're-
1: I, 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 They already did like, it once a season. Hey? They already did it once a season with the Bill Burr joke. jokes.
0: Yeah. 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 See, I, I, I'm more appreciative of, like... He, his jokes were better, like, the whole, like, what are you, a Gungan uh, under there? That was funny. Because that isn't as, like, mm. fan service know. as this, I feel. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, Kanto yeah. Bite mention joke and... Um, even the whole... Uh, actually, his joke in general about being able to hit shots is better yeah. than this. Like... And if that's the one they're going to have a whole season, I would have rather have been that than come back around and do it this way again. You know, it's it's like it's the same joke, just being told differently and not as good or Mm. funny. Because I laughed in that one where he did it because he went off screen and yelled back like, I'm not a stormtrooper. It was funny. Yeah. I like that one. That one worked for me. This one does not work. Anyway, moving on. Um. So they're like, oh, we better check on Yeetle, make sure he's okay. You know, what if he's hurt? He has. I've seen him move, move for a while, blah, 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 blah. They open up the bag. Yeetle bites uh, Adam Polly's one on the finger um, because we all know that Yeetle's a cannibal.
1: <laughs> 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 Does what's necessary. He likes Yeetle, to though. bite things.
0: Likes to bite things. Uh, and then, right then, as I somewhat guessed would happen last week, IG 11 shows up. Um, but. I thought this was obviously going to happen in the middle of town or something, but this is outside the town, uh, and straight away starts explaining that he's the child's nanny, and uh, he needs his property returned. Like that's pretty much it. Not like uh, <laughs> I'll kill you. It's just I'm the child's nanny. You have the child, give it back, and um. I mean, how did be that on happen? My way. Though,
1: hey, yeah. How did that happen?
0: Well, that's but he got pro- why got wasn't told he with from,
1: them the whole entire time? If that was his prime directive,
0: because he got told by his. Maker, I guess, which is Quill, to yeah, stay on then the then he never ship.
1: saw... Unless he saw him get killed, I guess.
0: He saw Quill get tiled, get killed, and then I guess his secondary directive then... Oh, with his like, dying breath. Yeah. He Maybe. Maybe. It's possible. Yeah. Either way, he finds him. Um, so then IG-11... Yeah, he shows up and he beats... The scouts refuse, obviously. So then IG-11 beats the shit out of him. Crap out plainly. of him, yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good to see them get whacked.
1: Well, he just um, lifts him up and smashes him repeatedly yeah, on the spade. Just repeatedly yeah. on
0: the side of the bike. Uh, and then he takes on the box uh, bikes with Yeetle in the bag and... Straps him onto the back of him or whatever. Uh, and uh, they take off. And then the credits, the, the opening sequence then shows like redemption. And it was one of those moments, you know, sometimes you're watching a an episode and they haven't had, they haven't had the opening yet. And you kind of forget. And yeah. then it came up and I was yeah. like, Oh, we haven't had the, <laughs> we haven't had the title card st- yet. It hasn't started yet. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't actually started yet. So I was like, okay, there we are. Uh, so Good Then cover. we go back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we then go back to the bar uh, where the three uh, left their grief Mando and Carl still trying to work out how to escape, of course. Mando uh, says escaping to a sewers where we can find a Mando covert would be a good plan. All, of course, playing into what we theorized was going to happen last week. So I was like, okay, I'm watching this. I'm like a tick, tick, tick. I mean, the show obviously went in new directions eventually. (laughs) But at the moment, I'm like, we're we're fucking hitting on on marks here. Uh, Mando does a pulse scan, I guess, something along those lines and finds an entrance to the sewers they're used they try his Predator and, vision. Yeah, Predator vision, yeah. Uh, he scans. They find an entrance, but they can't manage to get it open. Uh, the Perils are shitting up this huge uh, blaster outside, and Gideon then begins calling everyone out by name and history by history, uh, sort of as a way to, I guess... Show off. Sh- show off and, like, I guess, threaten them by, by like, I know you all are. But then, of course, it works for the viewers as a, like we get some bits of information about every character here yeah. in a way within a show that works. So uh, he, he says Cara Synthena June, who was born on Alderaan. Is it Cynthia or Cynthia? Sin- Synthena? I'm not actually sure how they pronounce it, but I wrote it down how it was subtitled on screen. So however you want... The, cor- like the spelling's correct in
1: notes. The John Favreau is a big Rugrats fan.
0: Maybe. Yeah. The- yeah. However we want to go. Do you get okay, that joke? I, no. Yeah, the child, okay. whatever. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched yeah. Rugrats since I was... I mean, let's be honest, <laughs> probably 14. It's not even that long. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I yeah. say, since I was eight, but then I was like, that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lie. I tried watching that. I don't want... It. Anyway, yeah. uh, thing. ran. So, um. Yeah. I like the Olderan thing because I think that adds a lot to her character being so uh, committed the to point. the cause. But it also, like, says a lot about how she... It also explains more about like how her, her getting shitty with the new Republic and wanting to leave them. Cause y- you could picture survivor of Alderaan planets blown up. She doesn't join the rebellion as a, I'm here to help the galaxy become a better place. She joins the rebellion as a revenge mission, you know? Yes. So that says a lot about her character. So she's, out for just, blood. she's
1: like one of those people wanting the, them to go after them into the yeah. unknown regions. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she, she she's definitely I like we've seen it like even the previous episode where they pick her up. What's she doing? She's fighting for money. She's she's someone who is just thirsting for a fight, and yep. I, a lot of that is obviously going to come from the fact that presumably her family was fucking blown up all at once along with her mm. friends and her <laughs> where she grew up and everything in a burst. So. Um, but it also, to, to, to not get too far ahead, that also makes like s- where they leave her at the end of the season. I'm like, fuck, she's such an interesting character. Can I just have, please have more with her? Like, cause they're like, oh, she mm. might not, she might only be in two episodes next season. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> give me a book or something. I need s- more information. Yeah. Um, then we get grief Karga, not really much new about him. Apart from the fact he's a disgraced magistrate is what um we find out, which I'm like, is he disgraced because of something else or is he disgraced because he became a bounty hunter or something? You know what I mean? Like, what's the, what's he disgraced for? Yeah. For whatever reason. But I guess that's a, a string to pull on later. And then most importantly, importantly, we find out Mando's real name, which was leaked ahead of time. But um, And I did know this as soon as we started the series. I just never brought it up, obviously, because I was like, Stop. I, I didn't think Simon. it was important. Yeah, Simon messaging me. <laughs> Why didn't you include the, the It's not important, Simon? Um Yeah, I, I I never thought it was important and I still don't think it's like super important now, I guess. Like the name has no It doesn't meaning. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the name has no meaning to it that I'm aware of, and it carries no connotations for anything. So that's where I'm like it did, I, I didn't see the point of I mean, spoiling it ahead of time and just waiting to see if it was 100% true, you know? And now we know Din Djarin, cool.
1: Not a very <laughs> cool name. It's us <laughs> call it Mando.
0: Mando. Well, that's my other problem. I can. It's going to take me... I'm definitely not going to fix it this episode because that's that's too soon, but it's definitely going to take me at some degree next season to stop calling him Mando and maybe start just calling no. him Din instead. No. No.
1: Just don't even bother. Especially if, especially if nobody else calls him Jin in the show.
0: I mean, if everybody keeps calling him Mando, maybe, maybe someone will eventually. Though you know, maybe, maybe someone eventually is going to be like, "Hey, Din." I don't know. Nah, everyone's just going to call him Mando. Let's be real. Uh, okay. But they, uh, they, had a cool part following what, that. What, what
1: cre- the other Mandalorians call him then?
0: I don't think they ever referred to him because he said he hadn't heard that name in years. I mean, the the lady later says it. She knows it obviously. Okay. Uh but otherwise, I think I I don't I'd have to go back and watch, but I'm like I don't think anyone ever like calls him anything. They just speak but to then him. if he's
1: standing in a group and you want to talk to just him, how do you? They would
0: say his name. They know his name. Like she that's like yeah. she knows it. So it's not a secret. But I I I, I We've never We're heard anyone. Nobody's
1: of ever head. asked to talk ask for him, I guess, yeah. by name. I not that we've
0: him. not that we've seen, at least. Not anyway. not that we've seen in the show. Uh I, I like how Grief then asked how he can be a Mando if he wasn't born on Mandalore, though following this. And then Kara sums it up for the whole audience by saying Mandalorians aren't a race. Because, it's a creed. Uh, it's a creed. <laughs> Which by the way, I've seen people online, several people. Like a lot of these getting heaps of retweets and everyone's making the same creepy joke in my opinion. about being like, Oh you said Creed and fucking what's his face was in Rocky. No. Like it's a, no, I don't I really don't think they were going for that. That's a bit of a stretch. I think that's a big stretch. And I don't think that's a, a joke they were going for. I if think it was like, in, if it was in Creed. Yeah. I don't I I I think that's a stretch. Anyway. So now we get a full flashback. Finally. And this was another fucking fantastic part of the show because we get to see everything in full now, and the reveal of who saves him was like this for me. For you, it would have been like, "Oh, cool," but for me, I was like, mm-hmm. like "Cool." I was like, "Oh my god, what's going Did on?" Did we see uh, the
1: robots before this, like properly?
0: Uh, in the background, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like them. The, the Clone Wars ones. Yep. We've seen them in Clone Wars before. I don't like them. You've seen Attack of the Clones, like the movie. They're in Attack of the Clones, the movie.
1: That design, I don't think. So. The B1,
0: no, B1 uh, I think they're b I don't know. B1's
1: they just did look good.
0: <laughs> they look like how they look to me. So anyway, um, anyway you see the full flashback. So uh, Din, I was about to say Mando, but I mean, he's Din at this stage. So <laughs> uh, Din is being carried by his parents. Uh, of course, explosions, explosions, stuff happening. Planet is unknown. They have an overhead shot here in a second, and I did pause it, and I'm like, should I recognize this? It sort of looks like, uh, it sort of looks um, naboo structure-wise, but I'm like, I could just be mm. trying to connect too many dots in my head, so I'm just gonna go with it's an unknown planet for now. Um, but he, yeah, he's carried. His parents put him in this bunker thing or whatever. Shit's blowing up everywhere. everywhere. And then that closes, and of course we've seen this part before. As soon as it closes, everything explodes. Uh. Parents presumably died by the, the droid. Uh, the, the, the doors then open up again. Battle droid there. Uh, super, uh, B1. I think it's B1. I fucking... I can't bother checking. Um opens up and then Adam somewhere gets destroyed. Of course, we were theorizing in episode 2, 3... That was 3, I think. Last time we saw it. We was theorizing in episode 3, would it be a Jedi? Would it be a Mandalorian? At the time, I was saying it would be weird if it was Mandalorians because I'm like, why the hell would they be on a different planet saving people? But now that I see who saves him, it actually all makes sense to me. Because he was saved by Mandalorians, several, coming down. And if you're watching the show and you have no connection for any of this, you may be like, oh, they're all wearing the same armor. And they've got the same uh, clan symbol on the arm. What are they all from? So they're all Clan Vizsla uh, Mandalorians. And these Mandalorians... Would presumably at this time period, um, like sitting at him like roughly with Clone Wars and all these sorts of things, would all be part of Death Watch, which was a group read by uh led by Pre-Vizzler, who was a character in the Clone Wars animated series, who was voiced by none other than John Favreau. That was how he met Dave Filoni for the first time. He had him voice this uh yeah. character pre-Vizzler on the Clone Wars, and Pre-Vizzler and Death Watch were actually bad guys in animated show. They were kind of like uh, rebellion group on Mandalore trying to, like they, they thought what they were fighting for was good, obviously, but they were also then kind of committing terrorist acts to overthrow the current ruling government and Obi-Wan ends up going there to kind of help out in these sorts of things. Um, it's also important to note, and I'm, I'm not going to go get into it now because we'll get into it later, but the thing that shows up at the end of this episode first shows up in Star Wars ever in pre-Vizsla's hands, Jon Favreau's character throwing that saber around that we'll discuss in okay. quite some time. So there's lots of connect the dots here, you know what I mean? And a lot of it, as soon as I see, I'm like, of course, it's Death Watch. Of course, it's fucking character so, he was. <laughs>
1: so, you're saying he was rescued by villains?
0: Uh. They're villains. That's what I'm saying. They're villains, but they're like, what? I can't. Remember, I can't think of the. the Do right you word. expect
1: more of this backstory to be explained in Clone Wars season seven?
0: Possibly. No, no, no not in Clone Wars. Oh, I wouldn't say this backstory per se. However, just Mandalor, general. We're seeing more Mandalore. Hundred percent more yeah. Mandalore in Clone Wars season seven. So we we know for we a fact see, because.
1: From images I've seen, Pre is wearing his helmet, correct? It uh, doesn't wear his helmet at points. Uh, I
0: mean, he has it, but he ha- they take it off. And so, yeah. The, the, the Death Watch yeah. wasn't, you got to keep your helmets on at all time. If, if, if that's yeah. where you're going with this. Yeah.
1: Yes. So maybe they can explain that shift. Uh, the other bit of trivia I found was you know, that character that we. Uh, Which that is missing a letter. S- Spelt yes, differently. It's Paz Visla without the S. Mm. Which. So. I yeah, think br- it's just a mistake on the uh,
0: <laughs> I le- I legit. I I'm not even joking in like the credits. We just uh, brought this up obviously in episode 3 when it when I saw it in the credits and was I like is that John Favreau? Vanity Fair confirmed it was John Favreau. So then it seems that John Favreau is voicing a descendant of Pre Vizsla and possibly the only remaining descendant of the Vizsla clan at this point during Mandalore uh, after what happens uh yeah. in the Mandalore siege that we're going to see in Clone Wars possibly. And then Oh, not uh, at the end of Rebels, so it would make more sense. Um, but yeah, the the fact that one letter's spelt differently, I'm like, that just has to be a, be a spelling mistake. That, I, I'm like, that yeah. has to just be a spelling mistake. <laughs> Someone just fucked up I mean, and they forgot a letter.
1: Maybe, or do you know it's like
0: one of those generational things, like sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that could be it. Translation. <laughs> either way, it's, it's spelt so close that it's no way it's not either a spelling mistake or just a uh, descendant thing.
1: What's the time difference again? It's like thirty something years
0: between like uh, uh, this and Clone, like Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah, it's like thirty something. Yeah, so it's it's long enough. But like, so oh, fuck, it's so hard to keep up with. So like, him in that flashback is obviously taking place during the Clone Wars time, right? When he's a when he's a child. This happened during the yeah. Clone Wars. Separatists. Tacking and shit whether or not this is taking place after uh, how how long before that episode that arc in uh, Clone Wars it could be taking place the day before it could be taking place a year before I fucking don't know right so from, from that point on uh, spoilers for that arc but the Jedi's help defeat Death Watch I mean go watch it anyway but I mean the bad guys lose right and the Dark Saber ends up shaking hands on whatever else but yeah with- Tracking forward to the last actual time we know of Mandalore currently canon is actually in Rebels, which is right before, uh, which ends right before kind of Rogue One ish time, which of course is right before a new Hopi time anyway. um, The last stuff we see happening on Rebels in that is that there is like a small group fighting back against the Empire on that planet. So Moth Gideon is not a character that I know. However, they could potentially, considering Moff Gideon's obviously quite old, like I mean he's playing they they didn't pick a young actor to yeah. play the dude, right? They could have him show up in Clone Wars and it wouldn't be a stretch, you know? Yeah. Just saying. It it, it could he could show up. Even just for a well, hot minute ha- it, as a as a as a goon. You know, yeah, like a, a it definitely captain. makes
1: sense. Something. From what we understand of who um got, yeah, Moff Gideon's. Gideon is now. Yeah, because yeah. Mando explains I think this, that he knows him. This, Yeah, this Paz Vizsla thing, I think why we're missing the S is uh, he was going through one of those custom things, he <laughs> was trying to give him his name, and, you know, and they just couldn't be bothered putting the extra
0: letter. In. Yeah, they just, they just fucked it up. I mean, you know, it's like people immigrating
1: <laughs> to America back in the day. They just changed people's names <laughs> willy-nilly.
0: I mean, maybe, 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 maybe it's that simple. We're just overthinking it. Uh, Solo, but anyway. people. Oh, please don't fucking start your name is they, han solo your name is ray solo uh that's my second strike three and i sh- shut down the podcast um, are <laughs> we throwing uh,
1: a bunch of curveballs in trying yeah. to get trying to get that third strike.
0: <laughs> either way uh flashback john favreau's character deaf or well not his character but pre business clan deaf watch all sorts of cool things right uh and by the way, all of this tie-in stuff doesn't feel forced at all. And that's why I like it. Because it all just it all just works. What? And that's important. Well, for
1: me, who do- who has no history, it still works. Mm. Who has no in- backstory on the...
0: And, and, and this is why every time they're like, oh, we couldn't do too much connected stuff to expand universe stuff in the movies, it'll piss off people who don't read the books. I was always like, you can... You just have to do it correctly and how they do it in this is where the first time you watch the episode, you, ha- you can perfectly understand what's going on. And then when you go on the internet or you sit down with someone like me, who's like, hey, this is the who, the what, the where, the why. You don't go, oh, I missed really important information. It simply enhances and then you can watch it again and be like, oh, or, you know, like it doesn't ruin it. So just, it's just how you do it. It's how you tie in the 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 yeah. stuff that people may not know. You
1: know what I mean? I think people are more willing to do that with a TV show than a
0: film though. But I'm saying if this was a movie, if the if the Mandalore if this was a movie, a movie one of a series, and the same storyline happened. I mean, um, to But be fair,
1: there's been a a ton of Rise of Skywalker articles. Most of them talk about how bad the movie is, but uh there have <laughs> been things explaining stuff <laughs> as well, so.
0: And that's not even that's not even extended universe stuff. That's all shit from the visual dictionary, <laughs> 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 which is even worse because no one knew it <laughs> mm. until literally after reading it. Uh, anyway, so they come back to real time. Mando calls in for Quill one, uh, one more time, and IG11 answers. Mando, of course, is angry at first, and it's like, "What are you angry?" And he's like, "No worries, I got the I got the child." I'm coming to save you. <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> saving the child by that bringing him like to the That seems like a fight. conflict
1: of interest. Yeah,
0: it very much does. By like protecting the
1: child. <laughs> by bringing it I'm to gonna the I'm going to come fight. into this massive yeah, <laughs> it, area.
0: Literally doesn't make any sense. Uh, either way, it leads to a really cool action scene. So whatever. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> IG blasts into the town on his bike. Just shooting people left, right and center. Ends up in the middle of the place there. The bike flies off. It explodes. Starts spinning around, shooting everyone. Shit's great. Of course- Since like, the fight totally kind of started, everyone else inside the bar is like, I guess we're shooting our way (laughs) out.
1: Shooting each other now.
0: (laughs) Might as well go for it. Uh, So, Mando heads out. uh, That big gun that we're talking about at the start of the episode. Yeah.
1: Is that a thing previously?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think the first time it shows up is in like Empire or Jedi, one of the others. And it's been in lots of other stuff since. Like, it's a a known gun. But it's, by the way, like, this is like a this is one of those of really tiny nerdy details. The only reason we know it's called it's an e-web is because that's what it's called in uh, visual dictionaries and novels and toys, right? No one, ha- no one in Star Wars, as far as I'm aware, has oh, okay. ever said the words e-web. So when Moff Kittian's out there saying, "I've got an e-web sitting up," I'm like, "Did he just say e-web?" Like, no one ever says the name of shit. In the, in the actual products, usually, it's always just, like, on the toys, mostly. Because, I mean, that's how everyone knew the name of characters and stuff, like, from the 70s anyway. And that's kind of a continued tradition somewhat, even with new Star Wars. It's like, what's this called? Or the toy says it's this. Or the visual dictionary says it's this. Um, but, I mean, the name of a gun isn't super important to a movie's plot anyway. So, <laughs> it's like, that's fine. That you can find out the name of that on something else, but it's still funny how they actually say it in this. That feels like John Favreau just like showing off his nerd cred a bit and being like, "I wrote eWeb into the actual script," you know? Like, uh, it also comes back to that stupid ice ice cream container thing that they had all the the Beskar in oh, yeah. from um, Empire Strikes Back. Like, no one knows what the fuck that is apart from a random. That's like a random Star Wars container, but of course, for people who. Brought toys of that character because I've turned him into toys. They're like, What's the ice cream container thing? It's weird. Um Mando jumps on the E though, begins shooting everyone, everyone's out there shooting everyone. Kara's inside fighting freaking death troopers. Um I thought he had more of them, by the way. Like two come in, and I was like, wasn't last episode there was like four or five or six or something? Whatever. Uh, in, in case I blinked, maybe uh, IG took somebody out and I just missed it. And he's like charging yeah, maybe. down, but yeah, either it way, it was.
1: They moved around a fair bit. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. wasn't they as all many. lined as, up for him.
0: Wasn't as many as normal stormtroopers. E- either way, they're all fighting and shit. Um, they're Gideon because he's a badass. Just like, like, kind of creeps up behind Mando. It doesn't really keep creep up. He's just like, the fuck are up. you doing? Just like, literally walks noticed. up to him. I like how they filmed it though, because he, he he points his he points his blaster first at Mando, thinks for a hot second, goes. That's a stupid idea. It's a Mandalorian wearing Beskar armor. Well, this he already shot it once. Oh, he does too. He's like, bang. And then, yeah, but he learns then, which is good. And they show yeah. you that he learns. He's like, bang, that didn't work. Then like he looks down at the what'd you call it? I guess. He, like the It's like
1: the, uh, the generator or whatever it's called. Yeah, generator point, went? I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh which he he's like, yeah. Then he shoots that, sends Mando flying backwards. Massive shit, explosion. Massive explosion. Shit goes everywhere. So then everyone else. Uh, Kara grabs Mando and then we all retreat back into the uh, inside the, the bar or whatever the hell. I've been calling it a bar because I think it was, right? I mean, that, the, I think it was a bar. That's where it was taking place. Maybe. I
1: mean, while they're, while they're deliberating whether they should attack or not, Grief's like
0: pouring us a couple of drinks.
1: That's right. Yeah. So it's definitely a bar. Deal. That's definitely a bar. Yeah, I forgot.
0: <laughs> he, you're right. He does take a shot there at one stage. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so a flame trooper uh, well, well, before he enters, we, we, we he calls for the flame trooper while this is all happening mando's like i'm done for kara take off take grief take the baby let's get the hell out of here yeetle's on the ground flame trooper enters the building goes to light them all on fire i really like the way the sequence is shot too because then we we get this nice behind yeetle uh shot happening where he uses the force to stop the the fire and i like how they cut back to him for a split second just to see him like wave his arms upwards and then send all of the flame bursting back into the flame trooper i thought that was a nice uh i really enjoyed the way they shot it yeah i really enjoyed it so yutl saves them all but then this does unfortunately mean that any chance of because up until this point i was like yutl's just gonna save uh, mando right i mean we know he heals people it's a thing we saw it happen last
1: last week even says we'll just get him to heal him just puts his Mm -hmm. hand up and then needles
0: he's like i can't yeah (laughs) he's like (laughs) oh you're too cute you uh but yeah unfortunately you using the force to stop the flame does mean that he is uh depleted of force energies at the moment a lot of times Mm -hmm. runs like a video game character he (laughs) needs to recharge just short bursts force yeah force abilities uh so IG, uh, Kara, Kara, they talk a little bit more, and then IG says he's gonna stay behind with Mando. Uh, Kara takes off with grief, uh, into subway, uh, subway? Is this yours? Yeah. What did I write subway for? That doesn't make sense. Sewers, is the proper word. Uh, into yeah. sewers below. Um, IG, IG stays behind, and then we get this sequence where, um, he wants to take his helmet off to heal the Mando, obviously. Yep. But Mando is like, A, no, that's against my creed. And B, I don't trust droids, obviously, which is something that we know. Well, he doesn't say it, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we know that. He don't trust droids. We know that. Yeah. For shit. Um, then he says something. He can't take it off his helmet in no. front of any living beings or whatever. And then IG yep. says, I'm not a living being. So then the Mando seems to click onto that and then he lets him take his helmet off. And we do get to see Pedro Prescal for the first time. I like the way they made him yep. look and everything too. Like it wasn't like, better make him look like really heroic handsome. or something like that. It's no. just like, he looks here's like a he's been beat the shit up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here's a dude who just got f- thrown fucking halfway across <laughs> outside there by a, a huge blast. His hair looks like shit. Cause he wears a helmet all the time. He's got blood yeah. pouring out the back <laughs> of his head and he just looks tired yeah. and over it, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, and I think, I guess for a lot of people, maybe it would have helped. I'm not one of these people, but I, I feel like for a lot of people, if they'd seen Pedro's face earlier, it might've helped them get more attached to him as a character. I feel like I didn't need that because I know Pedro Pascal. As Soon as the show starts, I'm, obviously because I follow behind the scenes stuff. I'm like, I know who's in the suit. I'm not someone randomly yeah. tuning in this like this stuff. I know who's in it. I can picture the, the his face at all points. And I think that yep. was kind of helping me uh, get with the gist of what he could potentially look like under the helmet during some other yep. emotional scenes. You know what I mean? Whereas people who maybe see the name Pedro Pascal, they have no idea who it is. Don't bother looking it up. They don't have that subconscious... Ability to picture what he actually very, looks like. That
1: would be a very, very tiny, tiny group nowadays. I
0: feel like it would be bigger than you think. To be honest, I, I, I think, I think most filmy type people, or like people, people that we talk to, people in our crowds, people in Facebook groups that we're on, well, one, they're probably all in. think the know.
1: all the people who watch Game of Thrones, they're all out.
0: Then, no, I would, I wouldn't even say that because you're, you're, you're thinking that everyone that watches Game of Thrones knows every actor. Especially a, an actor who was only in it for like two seasons—they know his name. He's memorable enough to, for, okay, fifty percent. I even think that's too high, but sure. <laughs> but okay. th- this show, the most watched show, right? Its numbers are huge, currently, mm-hmm. like str- stream wise. I, I I think the numbers are so huge that the amount of people not who not that actua-
1: huge. There's a, it's only available in five countries.
0: legally. Wait, they're still they're pretty fucking huge for a show that's only available in five countries. I'll tell you that. Um, overtook Stranger Things is my stream thing this year Only available in five countries Do the math on that, ridiculous um, But yeah, I, I think out of all those people There would be, I think you're taking it for granted The amount of people who would actually be able to Picture the actual actor under there And how, even if you're not consciously Thinking about that, that I think Subconsciously it helps you Relate to the character You know what I'm saying? So I feel like for a lot of people going Maybe. into Season 2, knowing that that's a guy. That's who I know. What he kind of looks like. I feel like that'll help subconsciously with people get more emotionally attached to uh, his story going forward in the in the in the following seasons and things. You know. I uh, know there'll be a ton of people. Oh, he's a Latin man. I can't be, get behind him anymore. Yeah, well, they're they're up fucking shit creek because we've got that other series uh, coming. What's his fucker? well, maybe Cassian Andor. <laughs> I've heard there's uh, problems with that. So. Oh, I problem was problems with everything. Star was telling me about it uh yeah so yeah. I, I really i really enjoyed this scene he applies back to uh, ig11 applies bacta uses to that it. magic spray uses that old magic spray
1: you old know? bacta yeah back spray yep you yeah. see it in star wars movies and you see it in
0: sports <laughs> <laughs> i mean back to back to the thing that's been in Star Wars forever it's not like a magic spray they've yeah. randomly just invented Lit- literally from the, fir- the original movies it's like oh you lost an arm float in a tank of bacta you'll be right <laughs> yeah your body got burned away have a back to bath once a day she'll be right that's the
1: water that was coming out of finn in last jedi
0: yeah he was in a back to tank yeah thing come on now Ash. keep up She's always uh but i mean for a guy who just got flown halfway had he appeared to have a lot of blood coming out the back of his neck i'm still just like enough to be bleeding through his helmet yeah i'm like two sprays maybe like (laughs) do we need a (laughs) band-aid like something i don't know
1: have you seen magic spray when in sports like especially in like soccer uh one dose of magic spray they stop rolling around really yep
0: okay i mean it works apparently magic spray magic spray back to spray magic spray it's all the same shit apparently yep um I also like the part here where IG, before he sprays him and all this stuff, he says the line, you have suffered damage to your central processing unit. And Mando's like, basically says, yeah, no shit. And then IG's like, that was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I was trying to calm you down. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. So then Mando and IG meet up with the rest, which I was like, fuck, they move fast. Considering how fast they managed to find them. Or I guess you could say that Mando knows his way around there a little bit better. So he was able to find them, I guess, or track them down or whatever, because they're all getting yeah. lost in the... so they're just
1: being more cautious, you know?
0: Possibly, yeah. Um, so they make their way to the uh, Mandalorian covert and they find nothing but empty, empty helmets all sitting there, which looked very reminiscent of a shot from Rebels, by the way. Uh, pretty much from last season Rebels. Rebels. Uh, so you think we're all, they're all dead? But one emerges, the uh, leader slash armorer slash whatever armorer. we call her. They called her the armorer? I think yeah. I think she's credited as the armorer, but I mean, from what we saw, she was also the leader of this yeah. covenant The thing, armorer so, sounds cool. Yeah, the armorer, yeah. Um, and she explains because uh, mando starts spitting at first going off at grief like did you cause this did you cause it and he, grief was like no nah, after you escaped like everyone just calmed down they stopped shooting he's like you know how it is like whatever everyone everyone yep. back was like I everyone can't
1: get the bounty then they don't care
0: yeah they don't care anymore so they, they everyone just calmed down but uh mando was like real, real pissy at first and then she comes out and explains that uh it wasn't him wasn't the bounty hunters it was the imperials when more of them started showing up it sounds like they were uh, he told them they needed to leave the planet. Yeah, but they didn't for some reason. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Come on. This is the way? You damn liar. <laughs> 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 it wasn't the way at all. Jeez. Uh, maybe they didn't get time. Maybe. I don't know how long it's been. Yeah, but I don't know how soon more Imperials arrived and stuff. Uh, she did, uh, Well, I mean, she does say, Dharma does say that it's possible that some made it off planet. Which, of course, I yeah. guess is a... Like... For what could happen in Season 2? Like, could he run into <laughs> more Mandalorians and random planets and following seasons yeah. and have team-ups with them and stuff, I guess is what that's kind of mm-hmm. saying. Um, Dharma, though, is refusing to leave until all her work is done. Uh, although she doesn't directly explain what her work is, it seems pretty obvious that her work is salvaging to the salvaging all of the Beskar, all the Beskar. Uh, off all of the armor because, of course, the Beskar is... Their life, you know, it's it's sacred and whatever else, and she can't leave it for the Imperials slash remnants of the Empire to get their hands on, or anyone else, really. She doesn't want anyone else to have it. Mm. Uh, They then discuss the child, and, well, (laughs) like how she's like, is this the thing that has caused all this trouble? And then she, like, looks at it, and... um he talks, he's Mando explains how it's also the thing that's caused all the trouble. It's the uh, foundling. I like how in this episode, the first time he's probably referring to Gital as the uh, foundling. Um, and then it's also says that it's the thing that saved him uh, that he didn't mention in the third episode when she talks to him, obviously. Uh, and then mm. she, uh, he explains how it's got powers. And then she says, Oh, I've heard of beings like this that used to fight our kind years and years ago called the Jedi so then, Mando's well, like, no. oh. "Does she say Jedi?" Yeah, she says Jedi. One, okay. she does say the word Jedi because my ears were like, "Oh, we said we heard the word Jedi mentioned in the show." You know, <laughs> anyway, it's a keyword pickup. Um, so then Mando's like, "Oh, Yetal is an enemy then?" And <laughs> she's like, "No, he's not an enemy. Uh, he's you know, once was, but doesn't mean he is kind of thing." So, uh, she then tasks him. <laughs> Pretty much, she finally gives the show a solid direction for what the Mm. fuck is going on i guess for like future seasons which is she says either return him, find its home return it to its people or kind of have to kick it around for a while until it's of age to raise it in our ways yeah yeah raise it in our ways and have it become an actual mandalorian uh which it's not of age yet apparently she says it's too young at 50 <laughs> to be trained, <laughs> which I don't know how she adds up. She's like, I don't know its species, but I will somehow figure out what the appropriate age for this unknown species is to be trained in the Mandalorian ways. I'm like, that don't make sense, but okay, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Um, to which Mando responds, Do you expect me to search the entire galaxy and deliver this thing to enemy sorcerers. <laughs> I like how they call <laughs> the Jedi sorcerers as well. I like, I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and she of course responds, this is the way. And this yeah. is the way so the mando then receives his signet finally the um fucker should double raise back. Raise, no uh is it razorback no the, he ships raise it back. it's the mudclaw mud something mudclaw mudhorn mudhorn i think that mud sounds, horn. That I think sounds that, right i think that sounds great. <laughs> uh yeah the mudhorn which of course she was going to give to him originally and i if you've been up to date with behind the scenes before the series happened, you knew that that's what his signet was going to be anyway. Cause anytime there was an interview with Jon Favreau at any event in the lead up to this series, he was constantly handling, uh handling, handling, handing the interviewers, uh, like 50 cent size coins that had that, okay. the, that symbol on it. And he never explained them all. And he apparently just would have them in his pocket. Any interview, even if it wasn't a Star Wars related thing, you know, like here, we're here to talk about Lion King. Like I hear you doing Star Wars. He'd be like, have yeah, one like <laughs> like what this dude <laughs> just got freaking these coins in his pocket. Anyway, so I, I feel like if he was up yeah. to date like I was I knew that this was going to end up being his signet because it's like why the fuck would he have all these symbols on the back of the coins and it's that the, the picture that on the back of Favreau's coins is literally how it looks in the show the signet so that all adds up uh, so she gives him the mud horde signet and then says, you're a clan of two, which I feel like is a subtle but important detail because Mando is now the founder of his own clan, officially, the Mudhorn clan or whatever we're going to call it. I don't know. Clan of uh, Din? I don't know. <laughs> like, whatever we're going to go for it. Uh, and yeah. uh, little, uh, little Yeetle's the, the second member of that, of course. So, yeah. Uh, Imperials are making their way down the halls the at this stage. IG manages to stop a few of them. Uh, but of course more becoming so like okay best get the hell out of here she then presents mando with one last present the rising phoenix aka layman's term a fucking (laughs) jetpack but i was like come on rising Phoenix, let's let's come down with the uh over the top (laughs) over the top examples names of these things they then head out and leave at the back of the sewers uh, leaving the armor behind and we cut back to her as they head out and in a scene that I honestly thought they were going to kill her, but I was very happy to see that they chose not to because seeing her sitting on the ground and then these stormtroopers all come in behind her and I'm like, okay, they're just going to like cut to black or like, you know, like the camera will pan out sideways and we'll hear like blaster shots or something and she'll die to warrior's death or whatever, I guess. I don't know, like protecting her Beskar or some shit. But no, she gets up and she beats the shit out of them. Not, not with guns. Not with swords, not with anything. She kicks the shit out right. of them with her tools, literally. And I mean, yeah. it's quite br- brutal fight too, really, as, yes. as, as far as fights go Might in the be show. my
1: favorite scene in the series.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's my favorite scene. It's, I think it's, my
1: action sequence.
0: Yeah, I think it was my favorite fight scene, for sure. Just because yeah. of how brutal it was, and particularly two things. The fact that she chucks one of them into the... Uh, the, incinerator or the, the incinerator, the incinerator furnace, the melting pot, whatever it is, I don't know what they are called And then the fact that it's they, like, they then have that, yeah, they then have that other shot where they show the one of her tools literally smacking and breaking the stormtrooper's armor. I was like, fucking hell!
1: Through <laughs> the helmet, yeah. <laughs> Through the I helmet.
0: Doubt. I was like, that thing. Like, I'm like, they don't show it. The show's not rated R, but I'm like, if that smashed the helmet, He's that went the jaw. I mean, that went straight to his skull or jaw or whatever it is. Like, that, that's some gnarly shit. <laughs> is what yeah. it is. Fuck now. Yeah, that, that fight was really cool. It made me wonder. I'm like, oh, let's get some more fights like this. Hey, that was awesome. Like she used the tools yeah, and stuff.
1: Let's keep focusing on that Mandalorian. Yeah,
0: let's go back to her. Let's switch to main characters. <laughs> <laughs> uh so then our crew, though, they find a Boat out on like this lava river thing, and they're like, Okay, cool, we'll we'll head down this. It leads to somewhere, like, no, make our escape. Lava never turns out well for a (laughs) hero, yeah, never in any Star Wars. Stay away from lava. Uh, so they they jump on that, they activate the Astromech droid. Which, as far as I'm aware, an Astromech droid with arms and legs uh, is not something I've seen (laughs) or heard of before in Star Wars. I think this is new and it looks very weird. Um, It does. And the fact it just picks up the
1: stick. It's like a gondola Yeah,
0: like a gondola thing straight away. And it's just like, okay, let's get going. I'm like, okay, like, I guess this planet back in the day, they're just rich people would take merry gondola trips down the lava lake, I guess. Okay, that's weird. Anyway. um,
1: Once they go through the
0: sewers. Yeah. What a lovely holiday, darling. <laughs> Let's go down the yeah. sewers into the mirror thing. Uh, so the ferryman takes them down. They get like halfway down and then Mando scans up ahead and sees that there's a entire platoon of stormtroopers waiting up for them ahead. IG explains that he's going to have to self-destruct now. <laughs> like, oh, I have to kill <laughs> myself now kill his Because uh, there's no way we can win. And my job, if my job, like I can't. He basically explains as much as he is, current objective is to protect the child his major uh his main thing or whatever his prime directive is not to get captured his prime directive is not to get captured which then suddenly means that he's just gonna self-destruct and mando starts talking him down from it which of course is a big character moment for mando the fact that he's mm. trying to talk a droid down from killing itself uh well he did
1: do in episode one it's like but different poipers,
0: yeah. That that was no, don't do that. You may kill me. This was <laughs> don't do it. Generally, I don't, don't do it. Yeah. I you saved my life. I want you around. Uh, and to the point that IG says that he's being sad, and Mando's like, "No, I'm not." He's like, "I've scanned you. I can tell you're upset." So that says a lot about how Mando's, of course, changed a lot over the, yeah. the 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 journey of this series. Um, IG then says that. IG then asks Mando to promise that he'll be able to protect the child and Mando is like, yeah, what's going to happen? So then IG, yeah. instead of self-destructing right there and then, he walks through the lava uh, out to the entrance way, and then self-destructs there, blowing up the platoon of stormtroopers, of course, sacrificing himself along the way, but saving our... Uh, th- Four, I guess, but three main yeah. capable <laughs> people to fight uh, lives. Plus the droid. Yeah, plus lost the droid. Uh, we came back once. Uh, our remaining hero, uh, also, I always like give a little bit of props because Taika is like directing the episode and then also having to direct a character, he's going to have to play voice act later and all that. Sort. So it would have been a confusing thing to, to shoot, I'm sure. Like, like okay, emotional. But he's also very good at directing things he's in, I guess, what's, is what helps. Yeah. yeah he's literally in everything he's direct so as far as I'm aware yeah that's true Mm. Uh, is he in uh, Wilder People? yeah small small role role at the start but he's in it Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just like one of those directors that likes putting himself in everything he gets
1: jealous that's what it is he's all acting and having fun I want to do
0: that Uh, so um, remaining heroes make it out safely but Gideon then flies over in his tie uh, begins shooting them doesn't manage to kill him on the first flyby and then grief <laughs> grief begins calling out to Yidel come on baby do the magic hand thing <laughs> and then <laughs> like oh, high five um mando is like okay cool i've got this touches his jetpack and uh, well asterisk on this it's important to mention that when he was handed rising phoenix that's She asks if he's done training in it. He says that he did it when he was a child. She says that he should practice before he uses it. And I like how, when he does use it here, it's obvious that he has used it before many moons ago, (laughs) you know, like very long time ago. This is not like riding a bike. This is, yeah, this this is his, his flying technique is definitely. Not passable. Not like it's, it, He would not get his full license, but he still has to strap it on because mm. he there's no reason. But for people like, oh, I saw some people online, I think who missed the line about him uh, at least using it sometimes when he was a kid. And they're like, how do you use it? She said he had to practice. I'm like, no, no. He had to practice, but he did know how to use it somewhat because he used one when he was a kid. A training yeah. wheel jetpack, I would presume, or something like mm-hmm. Uh So yeah, he then shoots up. Gets onto Gideon. uh, Shoots right up as he passes by. Grapples onto his ship. uh, Flies up. Originally, he's trying to like shoot his way in. Not working. Gideon begins. This whole sequence was fucking awesome, by the way. Uh, Gideon like begins doing like full 360 spins, trying to spin him off and all these sort of things. The entire time, Mando's just fumbling trying not to fall or do anything terribly like it's not a very smooth victory at all here but it does work out well in the end uh he ends up on the wing he tries to grab a grenade which i like how like he grabs one presses a button then tie swings a bit and it just goes flying backwards explodes in the distance like fuck like that (laughs) that didn't work uh see he's playing ends up being he finds two sticky grenades i guess and um sticks them on and then jumps off the tie and then griefs uh grief Ends up flying to his doom, or well, does he? Does it? We'll come back to that, but of course, at so the time, will, yeah,
1: we'll come back to this because yeah,
0: he, he begins spinning to his doom to the, the ground below. And Mando, somewhat gracefully, I mean, he doesn't die on the fall, fallback, but it, it's not like a clean, like jetpack, like super Like he just goes, no. like, it <laughs> looks
1: like he's uh, he hurt his knees a bit,
0: yeah. I was, <laughs> I was literally worried that he was about to break his damn legs on the way back down, but yeah. Um. So then grief and Kara are like cool that's over. Um, do you want to go play craps or something? Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> I didn't love this bit.
0: <laughs> Neither did I. Because it this, I think this would be my one major criticism for like the dialogue. It just seems so fast and rushed. Like, like- they're like, assuming that there's no stormtroopers left. Assuming that he's dead. Even yes. with all of that, it's like can you use like everything is fine <laughs> everything's fine let's they're like we got to wrap this episode up pretty fast now let's just like have the conversation here and like what we won't go back for a drink or yeah it was, it was a bit weird but anyway yeah uh grief tells mando to come back and be a bounty hunter again uh ask car to come work for him uh she's she somewhat says yes no but either way says that she's going to stay on the planet Scroll. anyway um End up being his bodyguard or something, I guess. in the, in the In the long run, we know. Mm. Here's the thing: so sh- she doesn't leave with him, which is annoying because I fight. I'm like, my crew, and then they separate them again. I'm like,
1: fuck. Yeah, I really like Kara. Listen, I want a Firefly esque family on the ship. Yes, that's what I want.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You I'm keep getting rid of everybody, which is- makes sense because that Razorback is very small.
0: I mean, it is. Yeah, and it needs to upgrade his damn ship is what he needs to do. But yeah, also. We know that we know that he's back. Um, she, we know that she's back. Sorry, next season. Like that's a that's a solid. She's back, Good so she, she's in the show. Okay. But once again, she's whether or not she's going to show up in episode three and then be in it from three to eight, or she's going to show up for one or two episodes. I'm like, like, I'm glad that we're gonna. I'm glad that I know I'm getting more of her because I really enjoy seeing Gina Carano in this role because I think she's awesome at it. And I really like the character, yep. but I still just wish, I I wish she was just in it the entire thing. Like, I, as you're saying, Firefly Family family, or whatever you want, like on the ship, that's what I want. Yeah. As well. So, bit annoying, but either way. Quit um, separating everybody Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Uh, gr- grief I can do without, to be honest. Though. Like, yeah, that's like, fine. Him, him character-wise staying makes sense. Kara. I'm, I'm happy with him
1: being a quest giver in the future.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Um, hey
1: Mando, want to make some money?
0: Yeah, come do this job. Uh, Mando yeah. though says that he's got more pressing matters to attend to as GTO's on the ground grabbing at his leg. Uh, so to uh, take off uh, into sky on the sky and the Fly off. Fly off and head to the Razorcrest. Uh, there we see that Mando has made a grave for Quill, uh, which is nice to see of course. That he actually went for the effort to do that, and confirms that, of course, he is actually dead. He's not coming back. Um, mm-hmm. Inside the ship, they're about to head off when Mando sees that Yutl has his uh, Mandalorian necklace that he gave to Kara at first in case she needed it yeah. as a like, "Hey, I'm okay. Don't shoot me" type thing, and that he's wearing it. And he tells him to keep it, uh, which I, I, which is yeah, adorable. But also, it's just like, of course, it's like. He's, Yeetle's now foundling, he's wearing the necklace, like it's all, it's not just, oh, he's cute, he's got the necklace on, it's, it's showing you something, obviously. Um, So they take off into the sky and then we see that Kara and Grief are watching them as they're making their way back to town. That's not the end of the episode, of course. We then cut over to Gideon's ship where we see some Jawas are very quickly pulling it apart for parts as they do, little rascals. Jawas everywhere now, apparently. Yeah. They're on every planet. Well, we saw those on this one from episode one or two or, or one or three straight away. Like we knew those on this planet. That's fine.
1: Were they? Yeah, go back. I've, I've seen. Them oh before. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was the other planet they went to to get. No, no.
0: Yeah, they did go to a different planet. Like Qu- Quills from a different planet. Yeah. They were on that planet, but we already saw those on this planet. Like they didn't add them into this suddenly well, at the last episode. We know now
1: that they're all they're like Porgs. They're all over the the gent all over the place.
0: Yeah off well, we Jawas,
1: th- They're like polks. They're
0: yeah. not they're not. They're like cane toads.
1: <laughs> Someone put them on one ship and now they're everywhere. What, they're- just pulling apart stuff at it- willy-nilly.
0: Jawas are not just living on tattooing, is what the Yes. The point is, yeah. Uh but then of course they're pulling apart, and then all of a sudden you see uh what appears to be some sort of lasery type thing begins cutting through the ship, and Gideon emerges from the ship um hauling the uh, holding a the dark saber. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess for, for most people at home, is like, oh, he's got a weird black lightsaber. Got,
1: uh, I, I was like, oh, he's got a viral blade.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess it looks like that. It doesn't look like a actual uh, lightsaber, lightsaber, I guess, is the thing. But it is the darksaber, is what he's holding. And the show very much goes like for people like me who want a good look at that, uh, because it's the first time we've seen it in Live action, of course. Live action. And I like the way it looks. I think it looks different than how it looks in the animated show, of course, because the animated shows have this certain type of visual flair to them. So it's always going to look somewhat different. But I like the way it looks and Gideon's got it. And straight away, I'm losing my fucking shit watching this because I'm obviously a big fan of the Clone Wars and Rebels and all these sorts of things. But then I'm also like, okay, I finally have a bad guy with a lot of questions like i had some questions about gideon at first of course i'm like eh, how do he survive like what's his deal now you tell me that gideon has the dark saber i'm like what like how the hell did it happen so um instead of trying to go i opened up Wik- wikipedia because i was like it's instead gibbling over here trying to give a uh Explanation of this. So Wikipedia says, the Darksaber was an ancient unique bla- unique uh, black-bladed lightsaber created by Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order prior to 1019 bb I've heard that name before. Yeah, I've heard that name before. It's important. The weapon was kept in the Jedi Templar after Vizsla's passings, but members of House Vizsla stole the saber in a conflict with the Jedi during the fall of the Old Republic. Something that we haven't actually seen. Um, everyone wants to see Old Republic stuff, but they have had a flashback to that, so that's like, canon uh the dark side was passed down generation to generation by ancestors of pre vizsla who held onto the weapon even after the pacifist idealists of the new mandalorians replaced the warrior ways of mandalore by 21 bby by the way in case people don't know what bby is it stands for before battle of Yavin. so so that's basically means which is uh which battle Battle of Yavin is episode four like uh battle of Yavin is the one at the end of uh, the new hope so w- when Where they blow up the Death Star. When they blow up the Death Star, yeah. So whenever people write about Star Wars timelines, BBY means before episode four, basically, is the easiest way to explain it. Yes. Yeah. Uh the Dark Side was in the possession of pre pre the leader of Death Watch and House Vizzler during the Clone Wars. He used the blade during his conflicts with the new Mandalorians, including his successful takeover of Mandalore after the coup. Darth Maul killed Vizsla and took the Darksaber as his own, becoming a leader of Death Watch. Maul's old master, Darth Sidious, soon arrived on Mandalore to confront his former apprentice, and Maul used the Darksaber against him. Maul was bested in combat, taken prisoner, and held at the Separos prison, the Spire on Sergon Prime, blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to skip ahead a bit so we get up to date where it was last seen. During the Age of the Empire, the Mandalorian weapons expert and rebel Sabine Wren from the show Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Retrieved, she's a Mandalorian, by the way. Retrieved the dark saber from the Night Sister's lair on Dathomir at the urging of Finn Ray, Ray, sorry, and her fellow Spectres. Sabine uh, agreed to undergo training with the dark saber under the tutelage of Jedi Knight Kanan Jarrus. Later, Sabine brought the dark saber with her and her Rebel companions during a mission to Crow's Nest. Uh, Cronest to seek her family's support for the rebellion. Sabine became the rightful wielder of the Darksaber after defeating Viceroy Gar Saxon in a duel. After rescuing her father from Imperial custody and destroying the super we- weapon she had built while being an Imperial cadet, Sabine gave the Darksaber O2 over to Bo Katan Kryze Cri- 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 I'm actually Kryze. Cri- Cri- I think who she's deemed to be the rightful person to lead the Mandalorians against the Empire. Sometime thereafter, the weapon fell into the hands of Moth Gideon. So, the last person we saw have it was Bo Katan. Now, that's important because Bo Katan in Star Wars is voiced by Katie Sackhoff who most people would know from Ballstar Galactica. So say we all. Yeah. Or one of those things. So say we all. I, that's, I mean, that's the thing I go to for Katie all the time. Right. Ballstar Galactica. Yeah. Um, she is returning to voice that character in The Clone Wars in a couple of- couple months, which is set before Rebels, nonetheless. But Katie Sackhoff is one of these rare gems that this show would be highly stupid, and I mean stupid, to not ever bring in. And this is what I've been hoping for since they announced it, right? And now that they've, t- now that they've brought in the Darksaber, I'm 99% sure that I'm going to see Katie Sackhoff show up season two. Put my fucking money on it now, not only because I want it, but because in- it makes sense.
1: In timeline or
0: flashback? Timeline. She's alive. She could be a survivor. We don't know how many other survivors from Mandalore there are. What's going on, right? But the thing is, she- I mean, it could be both. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you've got a character that is super important to Mandalore. You've got the last character seen wielding the Darksaber, the Mandalorian lightsaber that has history and basically means you're the leader of Mandalore. She was the last person we saw as a leader of Mandalore. And she's not just a voice actress, and I'm not trying to shit on voice actresses or voice actors by saying this. What I mean is that she is someone who is and can- She's notable. She can just put on a costume and play the role. You know, like there's no- fucking around like she she can just play her act she can play her voice acted role live action with no fucking problems should rocket and also the uh, fact that she would be a little bit older by now Katie doesn't look old but she's she's certainly older than the character she was voicing at the time in rebels so it's all like fucking go let's fucking go you know make it happen (laughs) I want to see it please make me happy I mean this made me happy but it also made my brain straight away just go, "Bring me Katie Sackoff, <laughs> bring me, <laughs> so say we all. This is the way. What more do you want from me? <laughs> Star Wars is good again. <laughs> it's it's not it's saved. <laughs> um, so that's the Darksaber. I mean, I'm sorry if I just spoiled a bunch of storylines, but I I mean that's the synopsis. And, and I mean, if you haven't watched it by now. I'm Go watch it anyway. I haven't, I mean, it'll, it'll mean more to you watching the fucking storylines. Go watch the Clone Wars episodes. Go watch the Rebels episodes. Catch up before season two. Do what you need to do. Um, catch up. I mean, Clone Wars is great anyway. Everyone knows I love Clone Wars. If you listen to Old Grand Explosion, you know I love Clone Wars. Clone Wars is the best Star Wars. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's it. And that's of course how the episode ends. We know that there's a Darksaber. Moff Gideon's got it. Uh, Our Mando's headed off into space to either, I guess, try and find a Jedi and or another one of Ytul's kind. Kara and Grief are on this place doing fuck knows what. We've got the cliffhanger thing from Tatooine episode not rolled up. So yeah, where do you think the second season's going? And where would you like to see it go? Because I feel like I've kind of already answered that question for myself. Obviously, I want to see Katie Sackhoff. I want to see more Mandalorian shit brought into it now that they've kind of shown their hand. They're like, here's the fucking Darksaber. It's just flipped out onto the table. I'm like, yes, please. Where do you want to see it go? Where do you think it's going to go? I don't know.
1: I guess he has to figure out where Needle came from, I guess. Mm. That could be interesting, like trying to back piece piece back his history and how he came to that planet, I guess, that they first went to and where he originated. Where did this speech text come from? We might finally get answers. Unlikely. Um, I feel like he's just going on a wild goose chase the entire time. Uh, and he's just going to end up, you know... I don't know. Because there's no year to in <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Or any of the new trilogy. So what happens in that, that time frame? That- bad things does something bad happen to you or is he just living on Mandalore? just something? because
0: you haven't seen him and that doesn't mean that he's not alive at the time because you got to remember uh, that he was
1: on one of those he was on one of those ships yeah. at the end
0: there you go that's how styles works you you find out something and then you rewatch it and something yeah. makes it better and i need to find out lots of things to make that thing better i'll tell you what um that's my third strike uh, three <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the podcast is <has> ending <laughs> 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 can't help myself nah. fucking just slipping out um I think that the show's setup is like, and his journey is going to be, oh, I'm trying to find out what Yeetel is or like where to take him. But I think by the time the show wraps up in however many seasons, the, the overall story is going to be that Yeetle becomes a Mandalorian, right? The show's yeah. about Mandalorians. It's called The Mandalorian. It's about Mandalorian culture. It's about Mandalorians. It's not about fucking Yoda species. That's like the bait and switch. I'll tell you what, a couple
1: of seasons in, when he gets that helmet, it's going to be the Mandalorians.
0: And then you just won't be laughing at our name then. <laughs> no. We, fought, we, saw it, we saw it ahead. Yeah. We saw it ahead. It's Mandalorians. It ahead
1: there's going to be- there's, there's a clan of two. It
0: makes 100% sense. <laughs> there's two Mandalorians. I went down to us ahead of time. Uh, so before we wrap up, I will say that I uh, Simon gave us his rating at, Simon, uh, at precise path on twitter Uh, he he gave it an 8.5 out of 10 really enjoyed it brilliant shot excellent action sequences good balance of motion for someone whose face is covered would you agree with 8.5 what would you give the season as a whole season as a whole Mm -hmm. yeah probably 8.5 see as much as i love this episode i'm i'm i i would still give it a lot i would still probably only give it like a 7.5 push it to an 8 probably 8.5 is a bit high for me like it was good you're just hard to please though It was good, but I don't let my love for too many, too many
1: (laughs) stormtrooper jokes. Possibly, I
0: I I like it inside it, happy about Star Wars, but then still trying, I I still try and make uh, sure that my overall I don't get too fanboy swayed into giving it too high scores. Uh, He then said, how long until season two, uh, how long until season two, Till we get a face to face combat, uh, combat between Moff Gideon and Mando and will, when will Cad Bane slash the mystery character rock up reveal? So for the first question, I'm going to say that we see the two of them face off early and then at the end. So like early face off to like remind viewers of a thing, you know what I mean? Like episode one or two ish, Mm. like, Hey, or even three, I guess if they're doing, if they're doing eight episodes again, they meet up, they see each other in three and then eight. You know what I mean? That would be my early prediction. Yeah. Maybe.
1: I'd be interested to see if they continue the same storytelling path as this season where it's mainly focused on on the Mandalorian. Or whether they do B-plots with other characters.
0: I, I don't point think of view. so. Yeah. That would be weird. No? No. I'm against it. No? I'm highly against it. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like it. And as for his second question, Cad Bane slash mystery character, uh, Cad Bane was supposed to show up this season, which was highly disappointing. So Cad Bane will definitely show up next season. <laughs> Man, if I get li- live action, Katie Sackhoff fucking Bo Katan, and all the Cad Bane, I'll lose my goddamn mind. Um, give me live action Ahsoka in this series, and I'll quit smoking again. If I don't, smoke I mean, <laughs> we
1: won't be able to. We won't be able to, <laughs> to do the episode. You're
0: passed out from Yeah, it's too, too excited. We won't be able to control myself. Uh the mystery character, I would say that whole thing will get wrapped up next season. Because Definitely. that's how it mostly works. It's a it's a red herring in the first season for second season. Like that's mm-hmm. usually how these they
1: probably first episode. It'll be a first episode reveal. <laughs> like turns out he's got Ming Na with him, and then you know. Or something.
0: I could see that. I I, 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 I could see that being a thing like especially if like the second season possibly turns into a whole like instead of just being chased by random bounty hunters he's now being chased by a specific group Very of specific. people put together by Moff Gideon to hunt him down and one of those yep. is her character and maybe the mystery person mystery person and is and in charge of the group, the group and the group on the prison ship possibly or at least one of those characters maybe or something along those lines I could see that bigger thing. And like having a constant threat. I mean, season two could be more like thriller-ish the entire time. Like there's like this season was like half of that. Of course we had like three episodes of like, there's people after you, bounty hunters, but like maybe the entire second season is like, you've got a very specific group of like five, six people after you and you know, they're after you and you're going to keep moving while also trying to find where Yoda lives. Or figure (laughs) out how to kill them. (laughs) Or figure out how to kill them or something like that. Stop and fight. You gotta make some new friends and put up a new bunch of people. He's got a code. He doesn't kill anymore. Fu- yeah, he doesn't kill anymore. See.
1: Um. Except he, he he let all the people in that <laughs> that space base die. That's so true. Like, I'll set you up to be killed. But I won't <laughs> do it myself.
0: That's true. <laughs> that's very very true. I mean, he gave him a chance. They 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 were gonna kill him. He crossed him. They, they crossed that thing. Yeah uh i mean that's it so that's it for this season of the the mandalorian and this season of the mandalorians of course so i hope you've enjoyed watching the show and also this show all the shows of the things uh it's very good um waited it on itunes pod chaser they will be, be great ahead of next season these sorts of things we'll be back uh john favreau did confirm next season's coming Four. Basically the same time. I mean, he he said like October, yeah. November-ish, so I would presume it's going to come out roughly around the same time, which is good. Uh, I, th- I think people are like, how, how are we getting it so fast? We're getting it so fast because they didn't wait to see if it was a success before doing it. Like, they were already filming the second season before the first season started, you know?
1: I know we've, uh, the, the, I know we've, we've had shows like Worst World and, and Game of Thrones and now The Witcher mm. that take a long time to shoot, mm. but generally- most shows come out every year.
0: <laughs> yeah, but high budget
1: Like stuff. 95% of shows come out every year. Yeah, that's true. It's I, crazy, but it's, it's true.
0: I would rather them, if, if they were waiting to see if it's success first, I would have rather him not feel rushed with the writing of the stories to get it out a year later. I would rather wait a year and a half and get better stories if that's what's necessary. You know what I mean? But they are not rush. But it's not. They're not rushing <laughs> because he's just wrote it. For all I know, he wrote three seasons storyline. Like, for all we know, he's wrote the entire show's outline. And he's going off that yeah. ahead of time. We don't We don't know how much is going on behind the scenes. Anyway, we'll be back uh, with this show, of course, uh, around that time next year. And until then, you can find more over at ExplosionNetwork.com and YouTube.com slash network for podcasts things and all sorts of great stuff including a movie tv media podcast what you want to watch where we can talk about other things that aren't the mandalorians uh mandalorians but other things that you watch with your eyeballs uh you can follow explosion network on twitter at explosion pod you can follow me on twitter at vivaladil v-i-v-a-l-a-d-i-l you can follow ash on twitter at ashley holby a-s-h-l-e-y-h-a-b-l-e-y and until next season we have spoken
1: We're going to keep that next season?
0: I could change it, but I wasn't changing it for the last episode.
1: (laughs) No. But he's dead now, so it's never going to be said in the show again.